Hello there, listening people. This is Spit and Polish. I'm Ryan Slowinski. I'm Bartek. And you are listening to Spin Polish Presents Unappreciated Masterpieces, in which we talk about cinematic classics that haven't been recognized by the general population. What film are we going to be talking about today, Bartek? The film that we are watching today is Thunderpants, which is known back in the home country as Grzmot Spodnie. Of course. I mean, I don't. Obviously, you know, I don't speak Polish. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are called Spin Polish, likingly because we're always spitting and we're both Polish. And today we have another non Polish guest, uh, Lauren Tice. You said it right. I said it right. <laughs> Tice, I do believe, is Dutch. Yes. Which is not Polish. No. No. You feel ashamed? No. <laughs> You should. You should. It's, you not, should. it's not too far from Poland, but ah, it's far enough. It's not Slavic. That's it's the not main Slavic thing. enough. You let's oh, But I'm you sorry. do, you do polish our hearts Aww. with your presence being here. That was our first. It, yep, beautiful. That was uh, smooth. It was smooth like ice, cold <laughs> to the touch, and very nice. We're going <laughs> so we're going to be talking about uh, the cinematic masterpiece that is. Thunderpants came out in 2002 and uh, is the film which most people would most likely know as the film that is with Rupert Grint when he's a kid that isn't Harry Potter. Yeah, uh, so I describe it. <laughs> his, his second film ever after, of course, The Philosopher's Stone, so technically his first film that isn't Harry Potter. And uh, it's, it's the emotional story. It's the most emotional story of them all, which is... Uh, the story of one boy and his uh, ability to fart. Um, now, Bartek, was this your first time watching it? Yes. Uh, about 24 hours before this recording, I watched it for the first time. See, now, for some reason, it's each week, Bartek, this is like, I keep presenting, I keep coming up with these movies so far with Big Fat Liar and now Thunderpants, and neither one have you have seen. What were you doing as a child? Uh, 2002, was it? Yeah. I think that's around the point where I finally could speak English better. Oh, well, there you go. What about you, Lauren? Were you speaking English back yeah, in 2002? I was. Not Dutch? Was. Not Dutch. Ah, oh, you're letting us yeah. down. See, well, the thing with me is, it's not my second language, it's like my same time as Polish language, but I focused more on the Polish because my family spoke it too much, so I struggled in the first few years of school because... I had to get used to speaking English more. Well, look, I'm not saying you're making a poor excuse for not having seen Thunderpants when you were a child, because this uh, film bridges the language gap of any race or any culture in existence. It is one of those transcendent kind of films, Mm. and we are going to be talking about it right now. So I'm going to be starting the film in three, two, one, play. Rightio. So, again, Bartek, this is one you hadn't seen before. Mm. Uh, First time viewing it in 24 hours ago. What did you think of it? I thought it was fantastic, and I absolutely see how cinema has been impacted by this movie. That's good. That's good. I'm very proud. Like, when um, before before this podcast, uh, I got a message from Bartek saying, like, he had finished it and that he really enjoyed it, and I could... Tell that you really did enjoy it by just, by just knowing you, but also just seeing like that written. And I'm just like, well, yeah, somebody enjoys this film. This film is over. Does it weird you out? This film is over ten years old. Yeah. Does it? Yep. <laughs> does it? Does it make you feel old? Now it does. Yeah. 
I mean, it makes me feel old because I remember <laughs> that age where, you know, I got to see the first Harry Potter movie and and this. Well, I feel old because I actually saw this in cinemas <sighs> when I was a child, so... Again, and I still feel young. <laughs> again, this is also, like Big Fat Liar, I missed seeing this in the cinemas. Uh, I don't know where I was as a kid not seeing movies in cinemas like this. Uh, didn't see Big Fat Liar, didn't see Thunderpants... Big tragedy, but I did own this on uh, video on VHS. Lauren, you you brought it in today on DVD. <laughs> <laughs> this got, this... I've got to thank my mum for that. She bought it. Like, hang on, we started our ago. first scene, everyone. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Talking about mums, <laughs> here she is giving birth with Conan O'Brien as the doctor. <laughs> I mean, he's not really, but look at look at look at him. He's such a Conan O'Brien kind of actor guy. Look now. So when I first saw that guy there, I thought that was uh, what's his name, Glover, Crispin Glover. Crispin Glover. <laughs> I thought it was Crispin Glover. <laughs> who who that knew? Guy. Yeah. Yes, the Doctor. I think he's Conan O'Brien. But I love. What? Cr- Doll. <laughs> Doll. It's a flyer. <laughs> well, Bartek and I were talking about this earlier mm-hmm. in a message, and I was just like, I love the scene in which, like, I love the fact that it opens with him farting himself out and getting <laughs> launched across the room, yes. and the doctor catches him like a football. But Bartek I mean, was like, silly old me, I couldn't but notice there was no umbilical cord. Yeah, but, <laughs> good point. But I thought about it, and I realized that that is the first sign that this kid is something special. An alien? And this is the second sign, the gurg- the fart that he just did there. Oh, yeah, the fart, obviously. Yep. Farts through farts baby intercom. Uh, I like... Ooh, how many is that, two? Yeah, it's two farts. For some reason, Lauren thinks it's uh, vital to tally the farts. Uh, even though I- IMDb in the trivia says that there's Three. 50 farts in total in the film, Lauren is going to prove that IMDb is wrong? We're already sitting on four, so... We're already sitting on four. Uh... Now, guys, we haven't talked Five. about the most important thing, which is green. Why is everything green? Bartek, you want a theory? Well, what colour is a fart? Exactly. That's what I said to <laughs> Lauren. And she was like, not all farts have to be green, right? And well, duh, obviously in Thunderpants universe, they are all green. I love literally everything is green. Like, like everything. Like, later on, there's a scene in which him and his sister are eating beans. And the fork is green. We're already like... sitting on ten farts. <laughs> <laughs> when we, when um, when I watched the movie and I saw the scissors there, I'm like, oh, I see mm. what's happening here. Look at the tape. I think the tape is even green. Or it's like reflecting the green all around it. It might be light. It might be. Everything's green. Oh. Fifteen. <laughs> Fifteen. Ash. Okay. So see. No. No. Okay, guys. We've got to talk about this. His paper says, what was it? Astronaut walks in space. There's fart, sorry. (laughs) Astronaut walks in space, but not on the moon. So, the big question, I I watched this only just earlier today. Like, I've seen it many times. But, silly old me, I thought this was set in, like, 2002, when, like, the story actually progresses. But, uh, is it the 60s? I think it is. What, what, is there a date on the newspaper? I don't think so. It's like a, a movie newspaper, so probably not. But it's like astronaut walks in space, so does that mean it's before the moon landing? Moon landing was 69. Yeah, 69. Mm-hmm. So does this mean it's like in the early 60s, he's a kid. When we progress with the story, he's 10 or 9. It doesn't actually specify. Uh, move! Just move! <laughs> <laughs> Just move the tube! But you know why he doesn't move. Because he's an idiot? <laughs> Well, 
that's only half the reason. <laughs> he knows that it's his destiny, and he doesn't <laughs> fight fate. Yes, yes. That's why it's a masterpiece. That's yes. why it's a masterpiece, Lauren. <laughs> um, the this cars, was the first tragic scene. Uh, yeah, the dad leaves. Like, I love how he's ignorant about it. Like, the dad, the dad went to work forever. <laughs> the farts made his dad leave. Farts are evil. Let's be honest. It, as Lauren, Lauren, you is, point out, farts yeah. destroy families. Yes. Yes. This scene right here is the first real hint of pathos right here, where you know the kid's very innocent walking through the coals. He's scene. really cute as a kid, can I just say? Like, he's I want to pinch his cheeks, he's that cute. So wait, wait, I think he's cute all the way through, <laughs> first of all. Uh, that, was the, that was the first joke in the film I laughed at, like the look on his mum's face when she closes the door. She's like, I don't even look at him in the eyes. No, what, what year is this set in? Like, when it actually happens, he's 10 years old. So if it's set before 69, I don't know what year... Man walked in space first. I'm gonna say, let's say just oh, for what Gagarin was way before. Yeah, but he said say... astronaut, not cosmonaut. Oh look, look, look! Here we go. Uh, the the pairing of the two wonderful uh, creatures. Is this a Harry Potter film also? Because it's like you know he's the chosen one called Fart. <laughs> he's Fart Boy, and he meets Ron Weasley <laughs> in an awkward Who situation knows? in which they both smile at each other. Well, at this point, and then, the chosen one thing hadn't been established in the Harry Potter universe yet. Uh, well, he I was do still believe, just the boy uh, who lived. What? Yeah, is that true? Yes. Yes, chosen one was like way later in like the fifth book. Oh, how lazy! Um, can I just say they are really cute kids? Uh, can I just yeah. say? I mean, look, they're I think they, I think they cast well in regards to the younger versions of, of these actors. So, okay, so now we're in 10 years in the future. The so present, we, basically, for this film. Yeah, the yeah. present. Is it the 70s? Be- yeah, I'd say so. I could, could, actually, I was having this argument, like, only near the end of the film. Oh, look, Goyle. 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 You, mean da- <laughs> you, you mean Damon. Yes. Damon, Damien. Damon. What did uh, I write Damien. down? I wrote down Damien. Uh, he said the subtitle said Damon. Damon. It's Damon. This is a problem I have with people called Damon or Damien. I can never remember which one to call them. Damon sounds more American. Uh, yeah, because it's this is trying to sounds like more demon. I like um not wearing school uniform. He's the only yeah. one not wearing the uniform. Yeah, but that's because he's special. Remember? Yeah, he's gifted. He's gifted. You see. Well, that's I, a spoiler, Ryan. Ah, uh, yes. You're starting on this already? <laughs> yes. Uh, Goyle is the bully. I wrote several times throughout the film that he's, like, one of the most realistic characters, to a point. I mean, we did... Lauren, you weren't here, obviously, but we talked about in Big Fat Liar, one of the, one of the major uh, uh, um, strong points of Big Fat Liar was the bully character mm. and how he, he didn't stay consistent. Yes, he, I remember. Yeah, well, I I, see, this is where Big, um, Big Fat Liar uh, fails in comparison to Thunderpants, because Thunderpants, Damon stays the same. He, stay, he stays the same character pretty much the whole entire time. He's like, and, I don't and, like this kid the, and his ability to fight. Well, don't spoil it. No spoilers here. Uh, also, how good was it to see Rupert Grint as... Uh, how old would he be here? Like, 10? 11. No, 12. 12? 12. 12. Get, I believe he'd be get, 12 or 13. Get yeah. punched in the face. And can I just say, I love his hair, and I love the glasses, and I love the fake teeth as well. Fake teeth? I think they're fake. Are you sure? I think they're fake. Are you sure? Go back to Harry uh, Potter. No, no, I'm pretty sure that's was that a, Was that a, like, get out of here kind of thing? Go back to Harry Potter? <laughs> Go back to Potterland. <laughs> Uh, I'm pretty sure they're real. I think he's just like pushing his 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 doing a bit of a pout. yeah, like he's doing a bit of yeah yeah. That's why he I 
to be honest, I can barely understand anything Rupert Grid says in this movie. <laughs> His name is Alan. Alan. Alan A. Allen. Oh, yeah. The Alan A. Allen and uh, J. Uh, Johnson J. Johnson. Yeah. Then... Is this the um, guy from Moulin Rouge? No. <laughs> Are you sure? Wait, which I've guy from Moulin Rouge? Which one? The, the, the bad guy. The Duke or whatever. No! The, guy the Duke talk- is Richard Roxburgh. You mean the guy who talks the guy who talks like this? Are you sure? Because look at him. Look at him. Is he his brother? He doesn't no. look anything like him. <laughs> he does. In, in... This guy though, he played what was it, Charles Dickens in Doctor Who? Ah I was Doctor Who, get out of here. I see see he's he's what gives it away what time it is. Look at her glasses. It should have been so obvious to me that this was like the sixties or seventies, but for me, since everything is like, I think it's like an alternative timeline yeah. universe in which like the, word- the world is the world is green and <laughs> everyone is horrible and farts reign supreme and you know it's like Oliver Twist was still happening in the modern day but it's also in the sixties. I don't know. It is a timeless film in a setting where everything, without his knowledge, revolves around the main character. All of the Admittedly, all the non-American adults treat him rather poorly. Yes, it, again, you know, you raise a good point. Oh, you raise a good point. Is it that this film shows that Americans are nice people and the British are terrible people? Which is funny well, because that's what I thought once. It, I'm not going to say the spoilers, but once you know, he, there's a contrast. Or, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> there's a strong contrast. Do you mean when the plot suddenly twists around into a weird kind of court? room scenario and then prison and <laughs> it just goes on <laughs> oh you didn't tell you that fart oh, that was I a was, long fart I've, I've literally lost count so i'll give up <laughs> just make it up there's a been number. more than like i like how the fart just already. the best reaction the fart literally just hit him like he's just like looking at everyone he's like oh there was a fart and he's like oh my god now this is something that i noticed watching the film he actually does get better with his farts as he grows up. Yeah. Like, it doesn't happen as often. It is true. He learns to control them, let's be honest. He is a Jedi. Well, I mean, control them to a point. He- <laughs> can, I say, can I just say, can I just say, the Coil. the worst day of my life ever. ever. I wrote, I wrote, worse than when your father left. <laughs> Several times because it's like, is it really as bad as when you made your father leave because he hated you that much? He was so hate filled and injured physically from you, he'd rather leave. Oh, here's a sister, she's the best. She's also Susan off Narnia, if you're wondering. Harry Potter, Narnia, it's all it's all happening. Yep. It's all What is this a British film? It is yes. it is a Brit there's so many weird connections between all of these films <laughs> because um there's someone there's someone later on who's the world's best tenor, and he's he's in Breaking Bad. And in the previous Big Fat Liar, his dad in Big Fat Liar was also in Breaking Bad. So I'm just saying every unappreciated masterpiece has someone from Breaking Bad in it too, which means, you know, you could twist this into any alternative universe. I mean, this is an alternative universe. Maybe this is a prequel Here to Breaking go, Ryan. Bad. This is the part where you're like... Ooh. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah I yeah. think... No, no, this isn't the part. This is no. la- it's later on. But I do love this where he's writing a letter and he's just like, you know, he's talking to like the for a NASA and he's for talking about like his ass and how he can't control it. For a ten year old, he's got very good handwriting. Yeah. Um. Here's Ned Beatty, everyone. In case you guys don't know who Ned Beatty is, he's a great actor. He was in Deliverance. 
the popular hillbilly film in which, you know, you have the dueling banjos, but a dang 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 dang. And he is the person who in the film gets like horribly violently tortured and raped and they go like we'll make a squeal like a pig boy and i just look at him in this film and i go look where his career has gone he was also um, in toy story 3 yeah yeah there you go who was, who was he in toy story 3 the bear he was oh. the bear lotso hugging bear uh a comparison to toy story 3 here uh i hate his character my life <laughs> the general i hate him so much in, in this film <laughs> in this film i hate him i and hate him call this an underappreciated uh, masterpiece. Uh, look in unappreciated masterpieces you can have characters that you hate and admire at the same time i hate him with a fiery passion but you got to admire how well written he is you know he's a beautiful ca- oh. he's a poet <laughs> Shat, his Shatner acting. I can't understand barely anything Rupert Grin is saying. Thank God we've got subtitles on for this <laughs> because I literally am sitting there sitting going, right, I can understand some of this, but he's speaking so so like a kid putting on an accent. Rupert that Grin's ca- got really good legs, though, in this. He is 12 years old. He <laughs> was. Is, no, in this, he is 12 no, years old. No, in this, he is 10 years old. Yeah, okay. In this, he is actor. 10 years old, and Lauren is just like, <laughs> he's got good legs. Anything to, to indicate that? that he grew up into a handsome-looking man. Do because out a... of all the Harry Potter cast, he's the one that everyone's just like, eh, you know, like... <laughs> I mean, have you seen Have you seen Matthew Lewis now? Which one's Matthew Lewis? Play Neville. Neville. Oh, oh yeah. Him. Don't don't give me the cast member's name like I care about Harry Potter. Um, is this, this going to be our first like appearance this. of of our legendary? No, wait. It's just a camera. Yeah, when he yeah, comes yeah. up, when he comes up, you know who it is, right? Well, yeah, I recognise the thumb. <laughs> well, love is his his like lollies th- are green too. Everything's green. No, it's... I like this montage because um, a question that it raised for me was how much could you eat in a day. <laughs> He's just is, sitting there. No, but you got to consider, he's got two stomachs. Spoiler, he, come on. Tough. Um, he has two stomachs, so he eats a lot more than we do. And consider he's always hungry, so he would eat, like, quadruple the amount of a normal human being anyway. So and if he had one stomach, he would eat double the amount. But he has two stomachs, so he eats, like, four times the amount that you would eat, Lauren. So, yeah, man. Oh, look, it's the title of the film, The Thunderpants. The pants, they, they literally only use for, like, 15 minutes of the film. And they bring in well, the title so superbly, don't they? Thunderpants. <laughs> Thunderpants. Uh, you can only understand Alan A. Allen when he is, like, saying things in that yes kind of way. You don't have to give him credit. He does look like he's having the time of his life. Uh, I think this is his favourite film. (laughs) It would be mine. Uh, Paul Giamatti praised it. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Bartek, again, this was your first viewing of the film. Did you know what the film was about and were you happy with where it went? Um, Before seeing the film, I'd definitely known about it since, you know, the time it was made. Uh, I only knew, like, the keywords, like, astronaut and fart, and that was it. Those are the only two words I could associate with this movie. Oh, and Rupert Grint. And were you happy with where it went? Well, I definitely liked it way more than I thought I would, and I really liked it after I watched it, so all around, yes, Ryan? Good, good, because we won't have anyone here on this show not appreciating an unappreciated masterpiece, because, you know, you can just leave. I mean, look, that's why Will's not here today. Yeah, did Will not like it? I bet, no, I don't know. I just wanted to give a hook for the idea that uh, Will is dead. Uh, Many times I wrote plot 
with a question mark underneath it because there's been yet to be a plot. But that's the weirdest thing about this film. And when I say weirdest... It kind of doesn't need it. No, no, when I say weirdest, I mean the best thing. Uh, this is what makes these films unappreciated. There's points in which these movies that we'll talk about will have no plot at all. Some of them will have no idea of a plot and they just kind of just go... But this film is is one of the best. It has no plot, and then suddenly it has like eight plots all at the same time, and you just have to accept it. Uh, oh, hold on, this scene, this scene, I love this scene. Oh, you mean 2001? Yes, because I was in a performance where I had to eat barbecue chicken on stage to this song. <laughs> really? No context needed, Lauren. <laughs> now that's an overappreciated film. I mean... No. Yes, yes, but... Like, 2001. 2001 isn't... Uh, I thought you were talking about Lauren's weird production no, in which I mean... she ate barbecue... Ch- what was it, barbecue chicken? Yeah! Uh, look it up on certain websites. Um, <laughs> no. Yeah, this is a glorious scene because it, it marks... Is. I, I believe this is one of the first of many best days of his life ever. Yeah, this yes. is his first. Here's the big question... Who what kid him? is getting this reference? Like, this is in 2002. What, like, kid well, that's, is like, that's oh, this thing. is 2001. Yeah. I know this. Yeah. Everyone knows this, right? Well, it's because 2001 was the year before. So this is, And this is the year 2002. <laughs> and they were like, we'll cash in on it, even if we're too late. Look at his sister. His sister is the best one in the entire film. She's the most realistic person ever. Like, ah. Uh... She knows how to open her mouth. And look at things. Oh, I Can I just say he doesn't catch the spoon, no, and that's what an annoys ar- me. Uh, and you don't see it fall behind him or in front of him. It smacks into his sister's face, <laughs> and that's why she hates. I him don't think so he much. was trying to catch it. It was the best it. day of my life ever. <laughs> oh yeah, I did write a bit voiceover. Uh, that was the one thing lacking from the previous movie we watched, and I think it's lacking from a lot of movies. Voiceover, because sometimes you don't need... You mean, hold on, you specifically mean narration? Yeah, narration in film. I feel like films these days are too bogged down in telling a story visually. I mean, film is a visual medium, but Mm -hmm. boy, do we need a character to narrate every single thing that's happening and every single character development and plot point. And thank goodness can i like this thunderpants is here he winks at the teacher and she loves it now (laughs) i can't get over this nobody nobody no one other than alan a alan and him talk about the pants like i thought okay i was sitting there and before the bully came i knew the bully was going to come i'm like no one's talking about his pants like nobody's in the teachers and i thought oh wait maybe the bully talks about the pants he comes over here right you watch this. Spoiler. You watch this. The bully comes over here and he's like, Oi, fart boy, what are you doing over in my corner? Like, <laughs> he's more concerned about, like, how dare you be in the part of the playground that I'm in? Not, Oi, fart boy, what's with those stupid pants? Or something or other. That's yeah. what I... I who, why don't... Uh, nobody talks about about. Oh, look, pants. here's the part you just described. Like, no, no, he looks at the, he's looking at the pants, but he's not talking about them. Why is no one talking about the pants? Like, I've chosen this corner. So, is this as good as him in Harry Potter as Goyle? Well, I he think... has lines. Yeah, which is good. <laughs> you can read. <laughs> Who knew? <laughs> that was <laughs> Farts are green. Yeah, farts are gr- and powdery. 
the powder. And you can clean them quickly, as you can see here. I was watching this earlier today with my housemate, uh, Mark, and he said, like, this bit here, the tying him up, he's like, why would they do this? Like, why would they do this to him? Why would they tie him up and, like, everybody in the school, like, do this to him? If you read the facts on IMDb, the first fact is... The scene where all the students strip Patrick down to his vest and underpants is based on a true event that happened to the writer Phil Hughes. So, you know, if you're going to come in here with your negative attitude like my housemate did and go, well, this bit doesn't make sense. Why would people do that? Well, the Think, think. This film is based on true events. Yeah, but that's not the true event. IMDb is wrong. It's clearly based on the story of Jesus Christ. (laughs) (laughs) He was a martyr. Yeah, yeah, have Jesus. Have you read the story of Jesus? <laughs> um, look, I've skimmed through the Bible. I have a pop-up version of it. It's very entertaining. Uh, but no, <laughs> yes. Yeah, you could make the comparison that is Jesus. And he Alan is. A. Allen is Judas. <sighs> because Alan A. Allen's an asshole. Like, in this scene right here... Do you guys remember this scene? Yes, He's I do. a real cunt to him. Like, he's just like, you have dreams and you want a gift. You don't have them. Get over it. I'm smart. Yeah, and if we wait a minute, who will actually see that scene? No. No. <laughs> also, where is his mum? We never... In the other room. Oh, no. she's, a, she, she's at work. She's an alcoholic. That's where she is. <laughs> oh, hang on, hang on. Didn't he just say, why weren't you at school? And he said, I told my mum I was ill, but where's the mum? So, so she would be at hashtag... Well, sorry, quote, work? <laughs> Hashtag Sorry, I'm, I'm being corrupted by overappreciated films. Oh, yes, of course. But that wasn't my dream. Oh, yes, his dream. Yeah, this is the part in which I wrote in my notes that I think um, Patrick Smash is kind of evil because the look in his eyes and the way he says this whole entire speech, like, at first it seems, like, loving, but he's just like, if I was a spaceman, I could fly into space, and, you know, and talks about, like, everyone would be puny in comparison to him, and everyone would know my name, and I am Ozymandias, king of kings, you know, on and on and on it goes. You know, I disagree. I saw it all as, like, childhood wonder. What He uh, wants to... Even Hitler was a child, and he has a very Hitler-esque haircut, I must be Ryan, honest. Ryan, did you really just break Godwin's law in <laughs> Thunderpants when we're, like, what, 20 minutes in? <laughs> Look, we're Polish. We can't help but bring Hitler up. And, you know, she's Dutch. Yeah, I know. She's you brought indifferent. up the Holocaust last episode. Uh, no, Bartek, talking about bring up the Holocaust. Yeah. Um, thank goodness your great-grandfather lives lived in a world in which we could get Thunderpants on DVD. True. Unlike... I wonder if he watched it. Big Fat Liar. I reckon he would have. Yeah, uh, did he? <laughs> yeah, you He'd have to download Polish. <laughs> he would have had to have downloaded Polish subtitles. Uh, look, what I did I say? What did I say? Poland. This this film breaks the language barrier. Isn't that right, Lauren? Totally. It does. That's true. Oh, <laughs> here, here he is. Uh, yeah, now, well, when, when, when I first watched this, I was like, is that him? And then I think in the next shot, the eyebrow raised, and I was like, that's him. <laughs> what I love is, he does that through the movie. Yeah. Like, he does it every, like... Is it bad like... to say I have those glasses? No. Am I driving sunnies? No, because no. you're a men in black, obviously. Why does he have that picture? Where did he get that picture? Was uh, that the... No, that wasn't the picture from yeah. the photo booth, yes. was it? Yes, it is. Oh. Yes, it is. Um, here's what I love is Paul Giamatti in Big Fat Liar. I know I keep referring to our previous podcast. You should listen to it. In Big Fat Liar, he was he was first introduced in a black limousine-like car with glasses on. Oh, yeah, he was. Similarities here? I think so. 
Can I just say the doctor is the minister of magic? The uh, fudge? What's yeah, his name? yeah. Oh. Is he? Yeah, just without the wig and the hat. No. Oh, there you Patrick go. Patrick smashing the thunderpants. Uh, more Harry Potter connections. And, uh, you know, Breaking Bad, Harry Potter, uh, Big Fat Liar, and Thunderpants. Uh, same just, universe. He just said a key line. Key line. Key line pie. Uh, he asks uh, him to repeat the key line, and then the actor, uh, the doctor kind of gift. mentions it again, but in a more dickish way, to remind you of the significance of the adults being <laughs> against him. Even though it's, like, completely against... No, I'm sorry, it is their nature, but it's against all logic. Mm, it is true. It goes back to the whole Jesus Christ. Um, My favourite line, a medical phenomenon. Just try saying that in a British accent. A medical phenomenon. Ah, oh, I like how he walks, just like a child. Uh, it's this, this scene. scene. This scene. I didn't really... Just un- look out for someone, you'll definitely notice. Uh, do you mean the guy from Moulin Rouge? I'm pretty sure it's My, him. What I found weird was, why did he go here? That is a that is a good question. I thought he went went to go to apologise to the guy for breaking wind in his car. But, during you know, his but talk. in the previous scene, he's like, I've got a gift. So he goes here. <laughs> <laughs> why? I, I was hoping you'd answer it because you guys are smart. I, I actually didn't think of it because I just took it for face value. <laughs> it is a good question. Why is he here? And then why did he leave? And why did he fart so hard? <laughs> Why am I laughing at this so much? It's not that funny. <laughs> it is because <laughs> the fact that you haven't thought of it is funny. <laughs> because because here's a question too. What did he expect to happen when he farted so loud like no one would come out? What why is he running away so slow? Up, up to this point, that was the biggest fart Yes. Done that we've yeah, seen and yeah. probably he'd ever done. <laughs> no wonder he's kind of limping. <laughs> he's limping because he's farted himself. Well, so. Have you ever tried? Oh, wait, here it is, guys. Now, Lauren, talk about the scene for us. Okay, look at who's holding the violin behind him. Oh my god, is that Natalie Portman? It's Natalie Portman. Who would have guessed? She's doing Star Wars right now. What? Yeah, yeah, Natalie Portman. That's what you say, right? Yeah. No, it's Kira Knightley. I like the, the other guy, uh, Carrot Top there. Yeah, I do too. Uh, I like how she literally says one line of dialogue <laughs> and then child. looks... Even she looks confused as why she's in this movie. Now, um, oh yeah, it's all zooming up to him. Her eyes were just going left, right, left, right. Now, if I could bring up an interesting fact. Now, this isn't actually from the trivia of IMDb. This is from the quotes. And I was going to say this is Bartek before. And he's like, Ryan, I've watched the movie. I don't need the quotes. <laughs> but in quotes on IMDb, for instance, in this film, you have Patrick Smash... All right, then. And then in brackets, repeated line. IMDb does this with quotes and stuff, like it's repeated. But I've never seen this in an IMDb movie. I've never seen this in the trivia or anything like this. It For Kira Knightley, her character is music school student. And it says, music school student, in brackets, only line. <laughs> and then it's... And then it's... Until now, sir. Out of all the quotes of the movie, they put that there because Kira Knightley said it. That would be That's lit, but I've never seen it ever where it's like in brackets only line. Was this before Bend It Like Beckham before she got big and then was in like Pride and Prejudice and whatnot? Bend it like Beckham make her big. I, I, I we yeah. should talk about that on this show because this, that's always a film that I think about that no one talks about because this, I'm like, what happened to the Indian chick? This, oh, she's gone on to do heaps of theatre. 
Ah, uh, theatre. One thing about Kira Knightley in this movie, she isn't credited under, like, credits, but I think she's under special thanks. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. for some reason she was important enough to be a special thanks. Uh, I thank her. I thank her for many things. Well, uh, yeah, but... Not uh, Pirates of the Caribbean 2 and 3, but I do thank her for, for this appearance. <laughs> Look at him. Did you notice there's a lot of green in that last shot? Uh, yeah, there's a lot of green in this movie, because farts, Lauren. Yes, alright. Okay. Is he fat? Now, Lauren, I've got to ask you. Is he actually fat? I don't know. Who, the kid or this No, guy? no, no, the guy, the opera singer. Is he actually fat? Oh, have a no. look and you tell me. Bartek, Why do I have to answer this? Because because I want to hear your opinion and Bartek, you, you give it a go too. Because to me, he's obviously a thin actor in a terrible fat suit. But it's not even a fat suit to me. It's kind of hard because he's always wearing like velvety material. But I it th- looks like they've shoved literally... A giant cushion there and just went, off you go. Well, I've had to wear a fake fat suit before for a costume. So Was it when you were eating the barbecue no. chicken? Because, again, check it out on a certain website. Um, Lauren Tice eats a barbecue chicken in a fat suit. It's, a certain no. market likes it, but not I. I'm more into, you know, uh, Thunderpants than anything else. Thank you for talking about the movie again. Uh, <laughs> talking about movies... Uh, this movie. This is one. <laughs> uh, I, I, will, I might constantly ask this throughout any of the podcasts. Uh, some, do you believe someone wrote this? Like, someone actually... I can't get over with these kind of films. Someone wrote this. Like, somebody sat down and had an idea which was this, and then they wrote it, yeah. and then well, they gave it to someone else, and they're like, w- that's good, let's finance this. Well, for this. me, this is very much like an Andy Griffiths book. You know, um, the day my butt went psycho, you know. Yeah. So. Um, God. Uh, I like, yeah. Um, but... This sequence yeah. here... The, the guy who's, like, talking, like, like going, oh, he's going to hospital. I actually wrote in my notes a joke in brackets because he actually did tell <laughs> a joke that made me giggle slightly, which was, like, I think it's, like, the Birdman one. Like, the guy's dressed up as a bird, and he's just like, oh, it's great to see you here, Joe. And then he, like, falls down. He's like, it's still good to see you here. And then just like, I, yeah, crack me up for some reason. I really liked how sometimes when they fail and then you, like, send them off with, like, their first name. It's, like, it's kind of like a homely thing. Like, oh, good try, Bill. See you later. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I, I actually found this guy funny. Like, bye-bye, like, Steven. Steven. Have a nice time in hospital. But there's this bit, like, I think it's like, yeah, the Birdman here it is. Like, Jackie Jackson, off you go, Jackie. Nice to see you, man, Jackie. (laughs) (laughs) I hope the guy improvised that, but we know with films like this, everything is tightly written. Yeah, you didn't let me answer your question before. Did someone write this? Oh, yeah, someone wrote this. Um, We have a, there's a word for people who write films like this. Genius. That's exactly the word I was going to use, Ryan, yes. Uh, Spoiler alert, genius. Orson Welles. Um, Well, like, so is he fat, the opera singer? No. He's not fat, because he's clearly the guy from Moulin Rouge, and he was thin. If... It's not Richard <laughs> Roxburgh. Are you sure? Then who I is it, sure. Lauren? If you th- who is it, Lauren? Look, when I think back to his last appearance in this movie, which is obviously much later, I remember him not being that fat. He's pretty fat. I mean, in the, the very op- last scene, in, in Doctor Who, in Doctor Who, in Doctor Who, one time, Lauren, this isn't Doctor. Look how, look at him. He's quite large, but I think it's all fake, and I'm disappointed that they couldn't actually just get a good fat suit or just make get a good fat actor. I don't know. I mean, what's John Goodman doing at this time? Uh, who knows? 
I mean, he's not British, but you don't need him to be this character. But for some reason, they're like, everyone has to be British for half the film, and then the rest of the film, everyone's American. Well, and that's the impressive symbolism about Paul Giamatti being there. He's like a peak at what's to come. Was Paul... Lauren, you raised this question, like, before we did the podcast, which was, like, I asked, like, what was happening with Paul Giamatti in, like, the early 2000s? And you were just, like, what was it? You like, was he, like, a, like a hot piece back then? <laughs> Something like, was everyone, like, going, we need Paul Giamatti in this great movie that we are making? Like, 2002, Pants. what does he follow up with? Big Fat Liar. I mean, what's next? I'm not saying that we are... Look, we didn't intentionally choose this movie because Paul Giamatti was in it. I remembered, oh, Thunderpants, that's a good one. We should do that. That's the one with Rupert Grint and that unknown kid actor. I don't know who the main guy is. What happened to... I think he was only in three movies. He farted to death. No, he was only in, like, three movies in a very short period of time, and that was it. Yeah, we didn't on pur- I didn't on purposely, or we didn't on purposely choose Thunderpants because Paul Giamatti was in it. That's just a little gem. Uh, <laughs> I went through the IMDb cast before I put it on, I'm like, oh, Paul Giamatti's yeah. in this? And then I looked at the year, I'm like, of course Paul yeah. Giamatti we, is we in picked, this. We picked this movie because there's a bully in it. Yeah, that, and also, he, he fuels a rocket. Speaking with... of which, the bully. <laughs> No, it's Paul, my good friend Paul. <laughs> oh, um, last... oh, something's gonna get brought up here. Uh, Chekhov's gun, if you will, is showing up. Go on. The hundred English pounds. Ooh. It's gonna come back later. Johnson. He he's Shatner acting the shit out of this <laughs> film. Like I was actually writing my note. Like ah, uh, Rupert Grint's the only one who's kind of Shatner acting it. Like even the opera guy. He doesn't act like Shatner too much. He just likes to act like an absurd Englishman. But like Rupert Grint did slightly. But I'm like, ah, oh, that's not like I'm like however far we are in. I'm like, you know, twenty minutes, thirty minutes. I'm like, ah, oh, there's not enough Shatner acting in it. And then Paul Giamatti comes in. I'm like, ah, oh, there it is, <laughs> missed it. Yeah, he was more not so much Shatnering. It was like mysterious secret agent. No, but when you meet his character, he is Shatnering it up. Where he's just like, so are you gonna help us, slugger? I was like, okay. Um, this scene is a horror movie waiting. I like, oh, the worm has turned into a fart boy. Yes, but this time he's got a weapon he didn't have before. Yes. Farts. But <laughs> I just love the bully is so, uh, but so, um, posh. He's like, well, the worm is turned into a fart boy. <laughs> and he is, the, we have the chase scene about to emerge. He does, yeah, the, that thing you just said that like, wouldn't be out of place in like Lockstock and Two Smoking Barrels. Or yeah, like yeah, that. if he changes this and it's like, yeah, good luck Charlie is now chasing Goyle down the pathway. <laughs> what will happen next? And then it cuts to like Benicio Del Toro and Guy and, you know, and uh, Sting or something and it's like Lockstock and, you know. This, we... this freaked me out when I first saw it. You don't see him? And then his head goes there, then he moves his head, and there he is! Oh my god. Where did he come from? Was he behind the tree or something? <laughs> it reminds me of that episode of The Simpsons where Skinner is chasing Bart. Down, oh! And he like goes into the river and he comes out completely normal. It's like he's some unstoppable like teacher. Terminator. Alright, get ready, get ready. Yeah. You're a freak. <laughs> <laughs> I do like how he uses very like minimalist like Get up! Get up, you idiot! <laughs> I wrote several times that people could just move. Like, camera move. shake, camera shake, camera shake. Move. Ah, oh, explosion. So is that his biggest fart? Yep. 
like bigger than the one where he broke lights. Yep. That's his biggest fart. Well, this yeah. one had like a... Dust fart. It didn't have a mushroom cloud, but it had everything else from a nuclear explosion. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Oh. Now, this is the moment where I think it's like, now are we turning into Schindler's List? This scene brings up a lot of <laughs> narrative possibilities. <laughs> Lauren, you look so devastated. I'm like, is it Schindler's List? Like, a bunch of guys in black suits escorting a kid and into a car, and they both like look at each other in the eyes, and then it's like the music's kind of there, and it's just like, oh, is he going to get killed now well are they gonna use i have a theory that alan a allen you know would be a nazi scientist look at this i don't understand this why is he looking at why are they looking at each other like they're pissed off with each other <laughs> they're, they're, they were fine they haven't had a conflicting incident at any point so like, that why? exchange didn't make sense why are you leaving me why 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 ah uh, this is a scene that really gets me how much of a cunt his dad is yeah you'd think that your son's best friend like this just brings up like the idea of like so is Rupert Grin's character Alan like gonna be a rival antagonist who used to be a friend or something also his dad is completely unfazed by the idea that his son has just been taken away by the American government like he's just like yeah he's going to another country well it was consensual yeah, but as if you wouldn't be as a little teary As if he wouldn't go with them out the door. Was he an intelligent scientist? It's revealed later on why the adults are dumb. No, but he is intelligent. You can tell by how he looks. <laughs> Let me get this perfectly clear. Look, Alan has the, pencil at, the pencil at his very left and our perspective, uh, the right, is slanted. So obviously oh, he's not what that a smart. Dick. He's so just Alan is a dick and Alan A. Allenson's dad is a dick and we don't see he has a mum so maybe he's a single child who's raised by a Well, just remember that the only time you see that father is when he's interacting with uh, with Smash with Fartboy yeah Yeah, with (laughs) Fartboy so obviously that means that every other scene he's fine but when he interacts with Fartboy then you know, the influence of the Jesus mm. story comes on him and he becomes a dick. Talking about Jesus. Um, I do talk about From Jesus. this moment on, we realise the general here is an absolute, like, extreme Christian. Because from this yeah. point on, he's talking literally about Jesus and Christ and the Lord and miracles from this point on. And also, what military person, what general, is just going to address the press by saying, we're plumb out of ideas. You know, you, you know wouldn't what? find that out we're until, like, you wouldn't find that out until two years after the incident. Do you want to know why I really like this character? Because the last movie I saw in cinemas was The Martian. Yeah. And there's a character in that, like, the head of NASA who's, like, very serious, very much always knows what is going on. So it's a very good contrast. Mm. So is this The Martian? No, this is the film that inspired The Martian. Is The Martian a sequel to this? No, this film inspired The Martian. Yeah, every film in which space is involved has been inspired by this. You you heard 2001 Space Odyssey theme before. Yeah, that came before this film, but this film transcends time so well it influenced Stanley Kubrick. Look... You didn't look. You didn't hear it from us, but the truth is that this movie isn't actually live. This is um, future motion capture. It's an animated film. <laughs> it, it's like Polar Express. <laughs> Go well, that freaks me out. No, because this actually looks like real life. Oh, here's a big question. Th- this all takes place in a week. Really. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We've got to keep a note on this. I do believe, like, I know, spoiler alert, spoiler alert for the film. Uh, after he gets, like, executed, um, it's, like, cuts to, like, NASA or whatever. And they're just, like, you know, they sent, like, you know, like, he was, like, a week ago, I was with my friend, Alan A. Allen. And it's just, like... Does this all take place in a week? We've got to keep an eye on this. Lauren, let's keep an eye on it. Oh, yeah, he's saying here day after day. Day after day. But he, like, travels from, like, Europe to Australia and back. (laughs) Can I just say I love the stereotypes? I was just about to say that, yes. I love the stereotype. I like that guy. At first, I, at first, I thought he was the only one who could smell the farts. Like I didn't realize he was uh, he was um, the rival guy. I when you first see him, he kind of looks like he's sniffing, and he's like, "Can't anyone else smell this?" Because the kid's farting. Yeah, come on. The kid's farting directly into the crowd. Oh, yeah. I like how he talked to a Canadian, then he flew to a place in Canada. <laughs> yeah. Um, that guy who plays the number one tenor is in Breaking Bad. And look, I'm saying, I'm not, you know, I think it's fact that everything that, you know, has a person from Breaking Bad means it's the same universe. And, you know, everyone with Harry Potter is the same universe. So this is Harry Potter and Breaking Bad in one film that was actually a good transition like yeah it was it was unexpected um because you know you don't see that kind of transitioning shot i like how that number one tenor guy literally went to all his shows Mm. i like that too actually it was it was beautiful that he actually did go i like how okay this is this is my big fan theory i think the true theme of this movie is you know like at the end it tells you word for word, pretty much, what the meaning and intent was behind this. But I have my own theory. I'll go with Alan A. Allen. I feel like Alan A. Allen would become a Nazi scientist at the drop of a hat. He's the kind of guy who, like, when he grows up, he will experiment on people because it benefits science, right? You get this? I get this feeling. Like, he was like, sure, dude, like, you have no gifts, you have no dreams, I'll experiment to fix your problem because it will benefit science, not necessarily because you're my friend. Yeah. And then this guy, you know, this guy, the opera singer, is using him, too, for his own ambitions and dreams. And I feel like Alan A. Allenson uses... uh, Alan A. Allen uses his best friend, who's also his age, for his own ambitions and dreams of scientific pursuit. This guy uses him for musical pursuit, and it goes on and on and on like this. Like, NASA uses him for their own excuses. When you say this guy, you're talking about the Spanish guy or the fat guy? The fat guy. Oh, right, um, The guy who's taken him here. And this guy uses him too. What I'm saying is, this film is all about the exploitation of an individual around people they trust. The abuse... This film really is about a child who is in abusive relationships with his family, with his friends, with adults. Everybody uses this kid uh, as a leverage, as a step to further their own success, even if it is at the risk of telling the friend, telling him that he has no gifts, of using, exploiting him to, you know, give the highest note to the point in which the kid isn't allowed to eat, to the point in which, you know, later on in the film, spoiler alert, uh, they're using him to fuel a rocket, and there's a 70% chance the rocket will explode, but they still take the chance anyway, because, you know, why not? 
I'm just saying, like, this film is a deep, deep, dark core of a message that everybody in the world uses other people and throws them away or leaves them for dead. So, you know, you know, this film has multiple layers. I would say, though, that to this guy's credit, he's a more just thing because he's exposing an exploitation. Yes, but he is poisoning the kid. Well, the hold po- on, poison, we, it's never established what this thing is. But it poisoned, it's a poison to the kid so that he, like, pretty much shits himself. <laughs> Am I right, Lars? It is implied that he shits himself, yeah. Yeah. Spoiler alert, Ryan. Spoiler alert, everyone. Spoilers ahead. Um, and also, to add on to what you are saying about Alan, he is also, you know, 10 years old, so he's very impressionable. So the childlike wonder of advancing science... You might not see the morality. In I love that. the lyrics to this the the opera. Yeah, on the version that I watched, mine didn't have subtitles, <laughs> so we just had to go. All oh, right, he's just singing an opera. But now I see there's humor on another. I, yeah, I couldn't I... get over the fact as if you wouldn't wipe it off your face. But that's what makes this film uh, different to other films that came out that year. Like, sure, Harry Potter came out, but who remembers Harry Potter in comparison to uh, Thunderpants? Apart from Lauren. Apart from Lauren. But she remembers Thunderpants. She has it on DVD. I don't see her copy of Harry Potter right here. So, uh, man, there we go. It's Isn't at right? home. It's at home. Yeah, it's not here. Um, you know, I like... <laughs> this scene is great. Like, everyone just, like... Uh, uh, yeah, we mentioned Kira Knightley was in this before. You know, she has a cameo. But I like, you know, the movie... I'm uh, No, you'll be surprised by this, but this movie did so poorly in the UK, yeah. that it went straight to video release in the US. But not here. Lauren saw it in the cinema. And were you proud? Well, I didn't know it did badly, so, you know, but when now you look, I am. <laughs> but when you look back in your life, at all the achievements you've, you've made, you know, you graduated from university, high school, you're a grown adult... You know, you finish kindergarten, you can look after yourself, you're, you know, you're working towards a goal. Do you look at your life and go, you know, I am so lucky in comparison to, you know, people or uh, other people because I got to see Thunderpants in the cinema? No. <laughs> I think you get the same experience at watching it at home. I don't know. I think you're wrong, Lauren. You're, oh. That's a typical person you saw in the cinema. I mean, Lauren, for example... If, did you see the final Harry Potter movie in the cinema? Yes. Would it have been merely as great of an experience if you took it away and you just saw it on DVD? No. Then, same here. <laughs> You're talking from the ignorant perspective of having seen this movie in the cinema. Bartek <laughs> and I never got that experience, and it's going to be one that will haunt us for the rest of our lives. It will be a little ghost. When we're, like, 80 years old, if we live that long, it will be like, you never saw it in the cinema. Ooh, and I'll just be crying. So, murder happens. This is the point in which earlier we were talking about in which the plot just well, twists no. into, like, 14 different ones. It's not murder. It's, like, if anything, manslaughter, but it's, it was an accident. It was it was actually just an industrial accident. We, we find that out later. Okay, somewhere, like, here is just, like, you know, someone, like, talks about, like, around, like, from this point on... It is mentioned somewhere that it's like it's been like the, the events that have taken place have been like over the course of like a week, maybe a week since he went with the opera singer till on and on it goes. But it's like the idea that this film takes place in such a short <laughs> amount of time. Like, I feel like this film really should take place in a matter of years. 
years. This bit right here is another strong bit of pathos that comes out of the kid. I agree. Comes out of him like a fart. Yeah. Yeah, it comes out of him like cum. <laughs> he is 10 years old, but like it's a bit inappropriate. See, I don't I'm think... I'm not saying he's coming. I said it's like cum. It's a simile. <laughs> you philanthropist. That's the wrong word, but whatever. Red! He looks like he's the devil on the shoulder of Rupert That's Patrick. Read all about it. Yeah, here it is. It's somewhere here. It's like fart boy on trial. It's like... Father of the year. Get your papers. Latest news. Uh, yeah, Stephen Fry. I love his face. In that <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, uh, he's like clearly like an asshole. Now we got it. We got, we got legend that is the greatest actor in the film which is Stephen Fry and he is chewing up this scenery so hard I wrote several times like he's evil Fry and he's shattering the shit out of this too he's shattering the shit out of this role like he's like yeah I will talk and have massive silences I mean I like how everyone turns on him to again this feeds into my theory that everyone uses him and throws him away. Like, this guy's like, he murdered my best Just friend. Just like Jesus. Just like Jesus. That's why Alan A. Allen is Judas. He left him behind Alan a. Allen. for the Romans here to take him. Alan Lawrence? A. Allen doesn't commit suicide. Spoiler. Uh, we don't know what he... happens at the end of the film. <laughs> and if you take it into context of Jesus Christ Superstar, mm. Judas take, like, sings Jesus Christ Superstar, blah, 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 after Jesus' death. So he takes him up to heaven. There you go. This film. Wait, wait, here it is. The massive pause. Like, no, no, it's like this massive pause. is like, like when he's interviewing, like, uh, the kid, when he's interviewing Fartboy, he's just like, what a coincidence with this massive pause. Yeah, I like, this is the bit in which we can clearly see that it wasn't murder. Or even manslaughter. Like, it was just, like, it, it was just manslaughter or an accident. Yeah, like, it was the, going... From in... the only sensible adults yeah, in Britain. Yeah, in all of Britain. I love that. Do you, I do like a all? I'm Stephen Fry. Do you remember me? I'm Stephen Fry. I'm still with it. I'm still cool with the kids. <laughs> Have you heard my audiobooks? I'm cool. I'm with it. I've got the QI hat. Is QI on when this was made? I don't think so. Uh, well, what was he doing at this time? Because Fry and Laurie wasn't happening and Blackout is over. And uh, I guess he was just doing Thunderpants, I guess. I love and, the, and the um, Harry Potter audiobooks. Hmm. Ah. Uh, would he have been... When did he do those? Whenever they became audiobooks. I thought you would know because you're a big <laughs> fan. Uh, here comes the plot point from earlier. Yes. Oh, hundred pounds. <laughs> How? <laughs> yes. What a dick. Why is... Wait, we don't see his defence... Either. Like, he has no defending lawyer. Like, no one's defending him. A picture of a loner. A strange, a strange haunted, haunted child. child. <laughs> Who'd harass children younger. Weaker, weaker than, than himself. himself. Guys, we can hear the movie. No, no, Who'd no. Who'd bully those of whom? A liar. <laughs> a cheat. A thief. <laughs> a boy. A chosen one, you might say. <laughs> I mean, I just love... I just love this movie so much. So for me, my story about this film was, again, I never saw it. 
as a kid, but I had it on VHS, and I'd always watch it at my nan's house, and she thought it was the funniest thing ever, because it's just like, you know, look how absurd it is, like, everyone's saying, like, guilty, guilty, like, court doesn't work like that, and, uh, and, you know, just everything's greed, but my nan loved it, because it reminded her of, like, that 60s kind of humour, which brings back to, when was this supposed to be set? I mean, is it the 60s? Is it the 70s? Is it the 2000s? What made me I question think... it was later on, he talks to the president, spoiler, talks to the president of the United States, and I didn't know who it was because I thought it was George Bush Sr., but you don't see his face. You just have to go on his vocals. And I thought, oh, it's George Bush Sr., but wait a moment, that's not in the 70s. But I, at that point, thought it was in the modern day. I'm like, oh, it would be George Bush Jr., right? But I'm like, wait, no, wait. And then I got told, no, Ryan, this isn't in the modern day. And I'm like, of course it isn't. When is the set? When is the set, Lauren? Well, um, if you can shut the fuck up for a second. Uh, Never. You might remember that back in the medieval times in court, <laughs> they did all shout guilty individually. So maybe it's in the medieval times. Uh, of course, Bartek. Look, it's uh, Paul Giamatti as... Was it Johnson J. Johnson? Yes. Do you know who the actor who plays this guy? Uh, this guy? Tall I do, guy. I do believe that would be... Uh, I need to see him again. The warden... I do believe he is Orson Welles. In Ed, in Ed Wood? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is. So, Lauren, do you have any thoughts on the idea that in less than a day, they tried this boy for murder and then they're going to execute him? It's a bit of a dark turn. I mean, when did execution stop in England? <laughs> but also, like... There's a cutoff age. You don't execute children. No. I mean, Lauren, you asked me this several times. Like, where's his, like, where's his parents? And then it's just like, oh, they're alcoholics. But even I thought maybe his sister would like be against him in court, but not even her. Like, where's his family? Well, this this is the turning point in the movie where things start to go better for him because he's being taken away from Dickland, England, or yeah. Hey, when we might have missed it, I should have noted. Did he say it was, like, the worst day of his, like, life ever when he was going to get executed? Because I don't think he did. I don't think he was like, oh, it was the worst day of my life ever. <laughs> because I would. <laughs> that that does well, beat having your father. paying attention to the movie. I wasn't <laughs> because I was too busy deconstructing its multiple layers with mm-hmm. Johnson J. Johnson. What is it with the names? Also, I love... Eyebrow raise. <laughs> his eyebrows. Uh-oh. Go ahead. <laughs> See, now these guys, they prepared Yeah, they for did, it. they did They knew it was going to happen The British people, they were always surprised when he Oh my god, it. surprised Red I got a Polish fe- colours Oh yes I, I got a feeling like red was the symbol for America Because when you first saw Paul Giamatti with Alan A. Allen He was in on the red wall And it's like a red plane but now, like, when you go to America, everything's green also. So it kind of defeats the purpose. Like, why isn't it a green plane? Also, we, like... didn't, we didn't mention it, but his prison uniform is still the same type of his shirt. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I love that. I love that. Everything's, like, the same outfit for him. Like, he's a superhero. Yes, until the ultimate moment where he does the most heroic deed, in which case he's not wearing the stripes. Yeah, I like... Yeah, he's talking... He's shattering the shit out of this. I'm yeah, sorry. Shattering, everything's shattering to you. Everything Everything should be... Again, how good would this movie be if William Shatner was in it? Well, I haven't really seen too many And Shatner look at movies, his room. It's tailored to his likes. Like, 
space. Seriously, it's gorgeous. And of course, <laughs> shirts. Uh, Lauren, when was the last time you watched this movie? You have it on DVD, so I imagine it was like after 2005. I would like to say that when I looked at the disc, it was quite scratched. <laughs> so, so it's definitely been used. She's watched it many times. So when was the last time you watched it? Oh gosh, um, I did go a pe- through a period where I did have a bit of a crush on Rupert Grint. <laughs> So this is the one where you got to see his legs, ladies and gentlemen. So Lauren was having a good look going, yum, yum, Rupert Grint legs. I felt really, When I was like I 10, sorry, yes, I had a bit of a thing for redheads when I was 10. But not now. No. Although Prince Harry, I mean. Harry? But what about, Rupert, what about Rupert Grint now? Mm, yeah. <laughs> Did you not see redheads. Neville Longbottom? I love that's what Lauren's saying. It's like, like Neville's the one that everyone wants. I like how he is telling the pilot <laughs> where to fly. <laughs> like the pilot already knows. He should know this. How's the little fella? Oh, we missed the thing where he's crying. I wish it. they drew it out longer. I wish it would have been so much more of an emotional I, impact. I think it would have. Um, this film is already a classic. It's already number one. Um, I think this film would be much better if. They extended that scene. You're right. But if he cried and then he farted and then he <laughs> cried even more because he still can't control his farts to the point in which, like, he's, you know, look, they're back together again. Mm-hmm. Here's a big question. Why? Like, does Alan even care? Like, they're not friends, really. Like, they Alan, friends. No. They're only friends because the voiceover says they're friends. But Alan A. Allen doesn't give a shit. He's in the pursuit of science. He's like Dr. Manhattan. He doesn't understand the human race. He would rather be detached from it. And he just has this guy as a comrade because time happened in which they spent a lot of it together. So, yeah, there it was. Last week. It's like, last week, the um, the rocket got stuck in space. So this has literally taken place in a week. He got tried for murder. He travelled around the world. Travelled around the world. No, wait, wait. He, he, his best friend left. He then met an opera singer, joined him, travelled around the world, killed someone, and then got tried for murder, and then was about to be executed all in a week and also then got to go to America on a plane. And not to mention from the... Well, first of all, they went to many places on a plane. Not to mention all the things that Alan's been doing in the week. <laughs> Why do they look up when because they that's space spaces. That's space. What's that black thing on the side of the screen? Oh. When I watched it, it's like that bit where the plane's flying. There's like this black smudge on the side of the screen. It just gets me each time. Like, what's happening? This is... It's heaven. It's white. Because it's Americans, they're kind to him, so it's heaven. Now, Lauren, you've you've performed in things mm. you've mentioned before. Would you have starred in this movie if I gave you the script? How it or depends on you... how would you have written the script? No, no, it's the exact same. It's the exact same. Like I am the writer of this film. Well, who, and who... I'm casting you as the main kid. Okay, say it's oh, a gender so... gender swap version. <laughs> I'm casting right. you as Fart Boy. <laughs> You'll still be called Fart Boy. <laughs> You'll still be called Fart Boy. You have to wear a fat suit and eat barbecue chicken. <laughs> um, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Um, uh, subtle reference. He said Jesus, see? <laughs> um, subtle reference there. Barnsack already knows this fact. But on his desk, he has a bowl of jelly beans. Yeah. And 
that's a wink to Ronald Reagan, who might be the president, actually, when I think about it. Because Ronald Reagan was a big fan of jelly beans, and he had them on his desk in the Oval Office. So, you know. Oh, it's this classic scene, fruit scene. Lauren, what what's he talking about? I was still thinking of an answer to the last question that I didn't answer. Oh, nursed into a tiny seed, so it becomes about. He's talking about the mustard seed. He's talking about Adam and Eve. He's talking. What's he on about? I like Paul Giamatti's not acting. Look at him. These reactions are like, what? How did I get here? It's just like. No, they're gonna say he's. They're going to nurture his talent, and they're mm. gonna make him big and famous. Mm. That's basically it. True. True. <laughs> I like you like I'm still thinking of an answer for the last question. <laughs> what was it? What was oh, your answer? Would I, would I act in this if I was Yeah, would you boy? would you act in um, it if I gave you a script? You could be as the age you are now or when you're <laughs> ten years old. Uh ten years old, yes. Now? Now, no. Why not? Is it because if you did Fart Boy now it would be a bit on the nose? Yeah. Because <laughs> farts uh-huh. smell nice. nose. Yeah. Uh, again, Paul Giamatti isn't acting in this film. I feel like this is a documentary about Paul Giamatti's life. But like, who's your favourite character in, in this? Uh, Look at his eyebrows. <laughs> <laughs> again, it's a picture in which he looks pissed off. In Big Fat Lie, they had a picture of him too where he looks pissed off. Bartek, favourite character? Um, I like Patrick. Patrick? I've, I feel very much sympathetic towards him in his struggle to find himself. What about you, Lauren? Got a favourite? Mm, I like Alan. Is it because of his legs? <laughs> no, He's my, my ten... Stop sexualising <laughs> him. He's a child. No, my ten-year-old self is like Rupert Grint, Lauren. Your you ten-year-old self is is perverted <laughs> and bringing that into the mix. I think my favourite character easily has to be, has to be the... Um, the uh what's it called the opera singer like the really? one who mani- i like him uh he's so evil for no apparent reason like what's wrong with being number two number two is also poop so yeah, I, I just like problem. i just like to say all the words you just said you could be talking about either one of them what the opera singer there are two which one the one who is number two in the world he doesn't they count s- they both, both no the, because he doesn't count as number one the one who he, died or the one who doesn't die the one who doesn't die okay the one who we follow see I call him he's number two because he's not actually number one because he uses the kid to cheat but, but so offici- he's still number two but officially two. he was known as number one but officially he's a cheater so yeah. that doesn't count anymore because in this time in the movie but, but now he's, he's, okay let's just say he started <laughs> as number two he will always be number two problem solved but he's a Alive, so he's technically he's number one. No, because don't you remember what happens to him? Well, yeah, I mean, but it doesn't mean that his singing ability goes away. But he's no longer a tenor as a job. Yeah. So that means he's no longer the number one tenor. It means he's the highest pitched man in the I world. Can I say I love the graphics in this? Takes you back. Could I also say that this scene right here was the only time I farted while watching this movie? <laughs> I hate all these kid actors with a fiery passion, as much as I hate the general. I, mem- I remember it was around the time that Jose started talking here. I, <laughs> I feel like this is a paint animation. <laughs> Something mm. that you can make on paint quite easily. Now, so I could. Oh, actually, now that I look at it. Lauren, I specifically, when we were doing this, I watched this, I've thought about this movie. I'm like, one thing I think about with this movie is it's a very boy film. Like, very boy. For boys. It's all farts and boys. There's no yeah, real this fit. scene is surely for boys. No, yeah, because he's like, oh, he's my hero. But it's, all, it's a very boy film. 
And I was just like, oh, I got I really want to, uh, you know, a girl on for this podcast to talk about it from the female perspective. And obviously, your perspective is Rupert Grint's <laughs> legs. But when you were filmed, did you relate to the when you were kids? So not when you were filmed. I mean, you have been in films. Uh, but when you were a kid, did you relate to this still? Even though it is such a very boy film, like it's all about farts and bullies and Paul Giamatti. <laughs> Worrying about the ethical situation of using a kid as a tool. Again, this scene also illustrates that even the U.S. government is willing to use children as a tool. Did you? Did you? Did you find it easy to like? It's. I mean, it's a very hard film to understand. But did you find it as a girl easy to relate to it? Yeah, it was just as easy to relate to yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. See, it's just, I watch this as a guy, and I'm like, this is such a guy film. I put this next to, you know. To list all these films as kids that are like specifically like the boy related ones and then you have like the girl related kids films that even are like ones as, as exceptional as this you know not just like the ones where you're like Ryan are you gonna say the girl kids films are like the Barbie animated films no like Matilda I, I think, love Matilda I think, Matilda I think Matilda's like the mainly for, for young girls and just for okay, young if, boys if and this is mainly do, for young boys if you guys do do that movie I, I really want to come I can't do Matilda do it's an appreciated classic. Everyone uh. respects that movie. If you want me to do another Danny DeVito-related movie, I'm sure I'll invite you onto the show. <laughs> Again, <sighs> some power you got down there. <laughs> I. <laughs> you mentioned earlier that the Thunderpants never get brought up, but it does. No. There's Thunderpants 2 and Thunderpants No, 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 no. What I mean is those actual pants that he physically wears... are never shown again. The other Thunderpants are machines, so the hovercraft was... Cold Thunderpants Thunder 2, Pants. and the rocket propulsion propulsion unit is Thunderpants 3, but they're not actually proper pants that he's wearing in the film. But like, you are sold on this idea that this boy has mechanical pants that somehow contain farts and uses them and whatever, but, but you never three, see those... All three mark a positive spike in his life. Yeah, no, I, I understand that, but what I mean is, it's like... This, the film hinges on his farts, right? But also hinges on the fact it's called Thunder Pants, and on the posters, on everything, it shows his pants and their thundery nature. But they're in it for literally like ten minutes. Well, there is also this movie I heard of once called Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire, where there's this goblet of fire that yeah, but it's different shows with Goblet of Fire scenes. because it's different. It's different because they're competing for the for the goblet. Is that right, Lauren? You're a Harry Potter expert. They're, they're competing. Fighting. Yeah. They're competing to win the goblet of yes. fire, right? Is that how it works? Or no, are their names no, their chosen names, out of the goblet of the fire. Na- they're trying to win the tri wizard tournament. Do they their win names, the goblet of fire? No, their names just go into the goblet of fire. <laughs> yeah. Okay, okay. So a more appropriate name would have been like you know Harry Potter and the tri wizard. Why are we always talking about Harry Potter? There are other well, actors in this movie. Well, it's been a common movie. theme, so I brought it up. No, we should talk about other movies. Look, like I was, Harry, did you put your name into couple look, of goblets? All right, hold on. <laughs> Everyone, take a deep breath. I was. <laughs> Just talking about why it's called Thunderpants. Mm. Rupert, did you put your name in for Thunderpants? I mean, seriously, why is he... Um, Here's the thing. You wouldn't accept a script. Why did Paul Giamatti accept it? Is it money? Oh, I, I looked it up. Paul Giamatti doesn't look down on scripts. Aww, like when someone asked him, like, "Oh, do you look back on like Big Mama's House and <laughs> think, oh, he God, was in Big what? Mama's House? Yeah, and well, God, have to do why that. was I in that?" And he said, oh, no, I don't look down on that. I think it's great. There's a third movie coming out now. <laughs> and he also mentions in this very interview, I think the next line right after that is, 
Thunderpants was also good. So, like, <laughs> of all the films he could have picked out, he picked Thunderpants well, specifically. Well, I think, I think it's got a good message for kids about friendship uh, and, like, dreams and stuff. Yeah, who's the president? Like, I don't know. We already talked about this. You don't see his face. There he Someone is. with grey hair. It looks like Bush. Like, George was senior, that is. It's not Reagan, that's for sure. And it's not, like, Ford. So it has to be George... Like, George... I know there's other presidents, but it's, like, George Bush. I don't know. Just call it generic president. I'm going to call him president. Lyndon B. President. Lyndon B. President. There we go. Ah, Paul Giamatti. So, yeah, this is the big tip-off. Like, this looks like it's, like... Can I just say that... launch the moon. That guy, the, the main computer guy, not that one, not that one. And they've got to come back to him, are they? Yeah. They will, they will. He's got lines. Um, he played the US president on Doctor Who in multiple episodes. Is he the one that gets vaporised? Yes. Was, I haven't was... seen Doctor Who, so I don't know. Uh, look, we will mention Doctor Who every now and then too, because, you know, because it's, it's also British. And every British pers- person <laughs> is either in Harry Potter or Doctor Who. Or Midsummer Murders or The Bill, you know. Uh, yeah, yeah. But every British person worth mentioning is in Harry Potter and Doctor Who. I mean, I don't remember Smash in Doctor Who. Maybe. Maybe he was David... He's David Tennant, right? Mm. That's David Tennant, right? Smash? No. Yeah. Smash as David Tennant as Doctor Who. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that's a young David Tennant. He's butt. We get it. <laughs> David Tennant's butt. He's smiling and, at his butt. He's, he's holding that box, which is a callback to Thunderpants 1. Oh, this film is. I like this foreshadowing in this movie too. Like his dad was reading about astronauts, and he was playing with rockets. And like you said, this is like the tail yeah. end, the payoff, and res- the payoff to the setup. Yeah. I will say, as this is my second viewing, I'm seeing more of the foreshadowing, like what you said with the newspaper and stuff like that. Mm, and look, you know, I like. You know, they're giving him something. The Brussels sprouts. The Brussels sprouts. He couldn't do it without the Brussels sprouts last time. Yeah, but Set up, you were chatting, off. so we couldn't mention it. Well, we're chatting There's right only now. four in the tube. <laughs> what? Four. I mean, come on. Need? How much do you need, Lauren? Probably like a kilo. Is this the guy? Yeah, that guy. Oh, he's in lots of things. He's, you know... He's the president in Doctor Who, I'm pretty sure. Did you mention that? <laughs> I said that. I don't think... I don't remember saying that, do you, Bartek? <laughs> I didn't listen to you guys talk about Doctor Who. <laughs> yeah, in case Do you I didn't... look like a nerd? Yes. Bartek looks like a nerd. Um, a for the listeners shirt. at home, you can't see the visual imagery. I'm looking stunning as always. Lauren is okay. And, um, <laughs> and I'm an acquired taste. And his Bartek is an acquired taste if you're into serial killers. 79% chance. Yeah, and earlier you said die. 70%, but I didn't say anything so I'm nice. Well, but now I am saying it, so I'm not saying nice. <laughs> Look at the. Oh. And he just goes and asks his best friend, Do you think your, your best friend wants to die? <laughs> Essentially. This whole scene is a callback to another Paul Giamatti film, The Truman Show, because he worked What's in that in room. The Truman Show, too. Yeah. He worked. He worked in like the room that controlled the weather and stuff. I'm just looking at my notes just to remind myself of where we're up to in this. Stop talking about your notes. Talk about the film. Beans. Oh, we missed. We missed the. Uh, we missed the. Uh, no, we missed so many things. Like I, I'm sorry, but I still can't get over the fruit thing. Like you're a fruit. And I was like, is he supposed to be insulting him? 
I like, um... I found the tool one more insulting, but even then he justified it. Yeah, but the fruit one is like, you're a fruit, and then just didn't say anything for a significant amount of time, and then Paul Giamatti's like, what? Yeah. I love the fact he's just like, all right, all right, all right, all, <laughs> all right. right. then. You gotta let one go now. Yeah, you were saying earlier that Paul Giamatti's really shattering it up, but when, in, when he gets to this portion of the movie where they go back to America, he plays more of a straight man, uh, sorry, a foil to... The general. To the general, yeah. Yeah, but that's... No, but no, no, not necessarily, because he has these lines where it's like, you can you can do it, slugger. And, you know, God. It's not the most outrageous Can we just say, this the is the best speech out of the whole movie. Like, I mean, I do try my best, but what my mum expected me to be... And the mum and the sister are just like, at home, not there, and in another like, country. They're like, oh my gosh, wasn't he executed? <laughs> If they even knew about it. Yeah, they didn't even attend his court case. Well, yeah, it's not even... It's never really addressed to them if anything him. happens. Yeah, I was mentioning this here. Did he look fat in this scene? Because I didn't remember him looking fat in this scene. In this homeless scene? Yeah, he doesn't look that fat. No, no he's holding jackets, so we can't really truly tell. He's, he's, he's also homeless. He looks like Jeffrey Rush. Yeah, he looks like we, a poor man's Jeffrey Rush. I thought we were talking about the actor, though, not the character. Uh, both. Uh, okay, well, if we're talking about the character, yes, he's fat. <laughs> um, it's the guy from Moulin Rouge. So yeah, he's not the guy from Moulin Rouge. <laughs> I, think it's I do not see the resemblance. You are crazy, Ryan. Kiss my ass. Do you know what, what I'm talking about? Like the yes. villain, like the one who's like, I want to make the music, the play or whatever, even if she dies, I don't care. Yeah, I know who yes. you're talking about. Doesn't look anything like him. I think it does. I will have to show you I'm a gonna, picture after I'm gonna, this. No, no, no. Like him as the character, not the actors. I mean, they're both the same. Like they both got the same hairstyle, the same look, same outfits. No. So you're saying he's cosplaying as that character? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No. Okay, the character. Sense, no. But... Wait, when did Moulin Rouge come out? 2001. Okay, so this film inspired uh, Moulin Rouge. I told you guys, Moulin Rouge was inspired by this. Every well, then film... why are you saying he looks like the guy from Moulin Rouge when you should because be saying Moulin Rouge looks like this guy? Because unfortunately, the guy from Moulin Rouge is so inspired by this character that the general population remembers that character over the one in this particular film. Because this one, if you do remember, is an unappreciated masterpiece. Yeah, I do remember. Yeah, that's why we're talking about it. Some of the general population don't remember Thunderpants. Some haven't seen it before. I mean, think, guys. We are upset. Bartek and I, not you, Lauren. You're ignorant. Uh, upset about the idea that we never saw it in the cinema. There are some people out there who's never even heard of this movie before. Mm. They're missing out. That's why we're here today. To talk about Thunderpants, to and look Doctor at it, Who, and Doctor Who and its relations to the British arts, and talk about how this contributed to arts. I wrote many times in my notes, this is art. This is art. Somebody made this into a movie, and thank you for doing that, England. Only England could come up with this Actually, idea. Actually, I don't know if this is true or not, but I heard that this was an English and German joint effort. I wouldn't be surprised. The Germans do like their farts. Thank you, all German listeners out there who are listening, if you are, and you're just like, oh, the two Polish people are talking about us without bringing up any negative connotations. They're talking about how much we love yeah, farts. Except for when Ryan talked about Nazis. Uh, look, I mean, just now. I mean, I wasn't saying, Can like, I just say Germans love gas. Space rocket, we should get back on track. Sorry, Lauren's ruining the fun. I was just bringing up the fact that Germans love gas and we're Polish and the combination oh. of the two. Uh, you know, hey, don't make fun of it, Lauren. I'm not. Dutch. So he's in the rocket now. 
Lauren, were you feeling tense during this? No, because I'd seen it already. No, but... <laughs> the first time then. No, bullshit, Lauren. You must have felt <laughs> tense because you knew how it was going to end. But you feel tense because you know it could change? Do you ever get that with movies where you're like, oh no, even though I know how it ends, there's always that thing where it's either you wish that it could go differently or you're like, oh, it could go differently this time I'm upon viewing it. I would worried say... worried about how he's going to get home, <laughs> get back to Earth. Like, they haven't discussed that at all. He just crashes. Well, I've seen The Martian. <laughs> so have I. <laughs> and in The Martian, it's all like, oh yeah, just put in the stuff, it'll happen. Yeah, I haven't seen The Martian yet, actually, because I just haven't. But I've already got Thunderpants, so why do I need to see it, guys? Exactly. I mean, I saw The Martian first, so and I can tell you from after seeing Thunderpants, you've got the experience. What's 500 days on Mars when you got this? See? See? Bartek's got the right attitude, Lauren. Put that in a review. Make that the title. Put <laughs> quotation marks. What's 500 days in Mars when you've got this? This, guy, this shot right here, I thought oh, you probably missed it, but it was the guy from earlier... Looked really sad. He had his hand on the panel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I really liked it. The cinematography in this film is actually good. And here's the thing I want to know. Is where did the budget come from? Like you said, it's German. Whatever. Like those scenes with the rocket. The animation. Like CGI. Wasn't the budget like three and a half million yeah. pounds? But it's pretty good, right? Like that, that yeah, rocket. three looked, and a half million pounds. That's pretty good. That rocket looked pretty convincing. Especially for early 2000s. I mean... I almost believe, with the budget that they have here, that Paul Giamatti's having a fun time. Uh, clearly, he said it was a fun movie, so... He's, uh, the bully. The bully changes changing. Changing. No, he changes because the hero has changed him in a positive manner. While in the previous podcast we did, he just... The bully in that one just changed for no apparent reason. But this... There was character development here, and I think that's what makes this one a slightly slightly ever higher movie than the previous podcast we did of Big Fat Liar. I mean, both of them are the greatest film ever made. Aren't they? Yes. Aren't they? Lauren, say something. Don't just nod. <laughs> what was the question? Best film ever made? Or best film ever made? One of the best. What is One it of... the best, though? You're here on Unappreciated Masterpieces. And you're you're to... saying, like, as a One kid, of... as a kid... No, no, not as a kid. Not as a kid. As as history, it is the best film I've made. Citizen Kane wishes it was this. Casablanca wishes it was this. 2001, inspired by this, and wishes it was this at the same time. I mean, look at this. This is poignant. He's looking down. He's got his evil, evil dreams that he wanted before. And he's looking at the world, and he's looking at it with those dead eyes. (laughs) They're not dead. (laughs) Well, actually, technically they are because this is captured on footage, so they're not alive in front of us right now, Lauren, so... Well, there we go. Problem solved. He crashed back into the ocean. Just like... Just like the sad. Just like who? I saw something where it ended like that. No, um, Apollo 13. Oh, no, I was thinking of... What's it called? I think that did... No, I was thinking of... What's that movie with that woman, Bullock? Blindside? Gravity, yeah. <laughs> I said blindside. <laughs> Do you remember that moment in the blindside in which she crashed back to Earth? <laughs> I know I do. Thank, thank you, you Thunderpants. Thunder <laughs> and again, thank you, Thunderpants. Now, what I liked about this scene when I saw it is you can actually see Alan in this scene, but he's like hidden behind uh, Patrick. Well, it's because it isn't his time to shine. He's yeah. his best friends. Mm. And this is actually... Yeah, there he is. There he is. 
Um, you know, this is his time to shine, and his friend Alan A. Allen is actually now being his friend and letting him have the spotlight. Alan A. Allen, at the start of the film, he would have pushed him over and said, no, it's my turn to shine, because science, I made it so that Best you could go up there. Best day ever. Best day ever. And you think, oh, the film's over, finally. But just like every good film, there's little clips during the credits. <laughs> Wait, really? Yes! Yeah, yeah. Oh my it. god, you didn't see them? No, I didn't. You idiot, Martin. <laughs> Don't you hear the song, We're Not Gonna Give You Up, or whatever? It's like, no. no, I like saw up to like just before this, and then I skipped ahead, and I was like, <laughs> like, oh, like all no, this nothing. Hate change. Yeah, yeah, everyone loves him now. Like, he taught me to respect others and to love myself. I love, he calls him Patso, like, <laughs> Patso, we, we did it, it Patrick. <laughs> Really did it, didn't we? The awkward thumbs <laughs> No, no, his sister is real. Like, she's just like, I don't see it. All he did was fart. Like, she's a critic. Oh my god, she actually spoke in this movie. No, yeah, yeah, she spoke before during the bean scene, if you do remember. The son I never had. Oh. He's a Marbuk's father. <laughs> <laughs> see, see, now Bartek and Lauren oh, question god. why he was my favourite character. That moment sold it for me. Oh, wow. That moment sold who's, who's gift we recognised early on. And she smacks the kid. She's like, idiot. This film is multiple layers. Like, the bullies changed. He's still giving a thumbs up. <laughs> wait, wait. Everything and he ends up the hero. Well, big deal. I, I hate hated him. him then and I, I hate, hate him now. Are we done yet? <laughs> that's, that's enough. enough. <laughs> Alright, that's enough. Stop it. I love this. There's so much, you know, well-constructed. <laughs> yeah, he looks less fat now. <laughs> You're right. And look, this is how it ends. <laughs> this is how the film actually ends. <laughs> that to me seems like when you make a student film yeah, when yeah, you're like yeah. and you have no idea yeah. how to end it so you just like zoom out. That is the emotional core. So I did get something extra out of this second viewing. Bartek, I saw the foreshadowing and I saw that. Bartek is, um, you know, uh, you know, you made the mistake. With each one of these films we do, I suggest everyone watches them from the start all the way to the end. Sometimes there might not be even a snip clip like that, but the soundtrack is really beautiful. This soundtrack ended with a song that was particularly good. I can't remember what it was, but I did write down in my notes, like, dream, like the dreams come up. true. The song was... Please, like it was like you know the song was like never give up or yeah. something and it, it on was the beautiful. DVD it's got the music video for the music at oh, the end and that's good thank God now this is the part in which you know I think we should give our final thoughts and reviews Lauren if you could give us like a rating that you'd give it and your thoughts on why this film is so great to you and why it's such a wonderful piece of cinema. Um, I think story-wise, it's a good, it's a, it's a masterpiece. I mean, come on. Um, I think because kids' movies, they need to entertain the adults as well. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. this, by having that kind of dark humor mixed with the ch- ch- childish humor of farting, like mm-hmm. all the dad, like dads don't like going to kids' movies as much as mums do usually. Um, this could be a really good father-son movie to go see. Um, or what? Well, watch at home. You can't exactly go see it now. Uh, well, um, you know, who knows? There might be certain cinemas out there. Yes, exactly. Asta Theatre. We're talking to you. <laughs> so yeah, yep. So you, you, you're a big fan of this one. Yes. yes. How much of a rating would you give it? Uh, seven and a half out of ten. I'd watch it. Seven again. out of ten. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. Bartek, let's hear you now. 
Right. This was you got to consider. This is now your second time seeing it again. Bartek, new to the world of cinema when it comes to these specific unappreciated masterpieces. Tell us your thought and rating. Well, first of all, I've seen some. Second of all, uh, I'm gonna try wording this succinctly. Mm-hmm. It really, really shits me that there are so many people that have not seen this film. Yet there's a portion of people who have seen it that just do not understand it. Mm. This film is a film that genuinely shows a character, a character who people can relate to, has a strong level of pathos that is shown in many scenes, helped, like you said earlier, you mentioned the narration, Mm -hmm. how many films are lacking the narration. This film does not lack the narration. It has plenty of it, whether it be from Patrick or even bits with the news crew and all that. So it shows a film of a character who really does represent Jesus Christ, as I mentioned mm-hmm, twice, mm-hmm. million times. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Getting to the end of the film, he succeeds in accomplishing his dream, which you can say empty stare or whatever, but I know you were just joking about that. Mm-hmm. Um, and it inspired me retrospectively to do everything that I did. What's the greatest thing I did inspired by this? To be here, I would say. To be here right now talking about it. That's how much it inspired you. Well, of course. To be, al- to be alive. Show. To be alive. This this is a film, that kind of film that inspires one to live. But what's your answer, Bartek? You mean the rating? Yeah. The rating? Look, uh, yesterday I thought about the concept of rating. It, do you really trust a number to do justice mm. to something. Mm. It's more about the words, not the number. Yeah, yeah. There yeah. are many sites like to you know, delve into this I'm, I feel dirty mentioning this, but video games. Some sites have stopped giving rated number reviews to films. Sorry, I'm sorry, video games. And like want people to look at just the words mm, mm, to mm. accurately say what is there. Because some people just skip straight down to the number and yeah. make that decision. Well, so you're suggesting that the world of cinema should change and we should disband the rating system and and go with just a synopsis and the general opinion of a critic. No, you should just watch the movie. Just watch it. Alright, that's 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 his um, rating. Just watch it. Um, I would say that this film is... A brilliant film. It is an example that British cinema can just be as good as American cinema. It can be good as any cinema. It proves that children's films don't just have to be a three-act structure in which there's only one plot line that is easy to understand for any age. Uh, It is a film that shows you the dark side of humanity, the side in which even the children can be greedy, full of ambition, and hell, evil, if you really want to. The the side that shows that um, children just like us go through stress, go through anxiety, go through fear, go through pain. It is an emotional roller coaster of a ride in which I've already given my theories about it, but it is one of those films that transcends time. It is going to be an ageless classic. It will be one in which Rupert Grint and Stephen Fry and Paul Giamatti and Ned Beatty and on and on it goes where every one of these actors and actresses and director and writers will look into their career and they'll point at that one and go this was the one this was the one 
film out of them all. Yes, Bruce Cook as, as Patrick Smash. Bartek just showed me his name. I'm like, thanks, man. Uh, this is the one where they'll all look and go, yes, yes, this one. If I had to give it a rating, I'm going to give it 50 farts out of 50 farts in the film. Now, there are other people out there have that I alluded to. There are other people out there who have also seen the movie, other than just us three, and they also have opinions. This is the time in which I go to the IMDb uh, ratings board and read out a few choice ones that I particularly enjoyed. This particular one is Shocked by Score, and this is written by G. Joe1 from the United Kingdom. See, someone also from the United Kingdom. See, they must have got struck hard with this. And this one does say that the review may contain spoilers, but if you just watch the film, you know what to expect. This is what they had to say. I think this movie is great, and couldn't believe how low it scores. Don't be misled by the farting. My son, who is autistic... <laughs> oh, I read this one. <laughs> Sorry. That's not funny. Um, my son, who is autistic... No, that is funny. Yes. My son, who is autistic, loved this. And the message of, look at your problems. Examine them. They might... Uh, examine them. Might they, might they not just be gifts? Was very apt for him. The style of the late 60s suburbia captured my childhood exactly. My mum wore a coat. <laughs> Sorry. My mum wore a coat like Patrick's and pushed the same push chair. Plus, the whole family now, quote, how convenient. <laughs> All the cast were fantastic too. Also, see if you can spot future members of the Harry Potter and Narnia cast. I know Lauren did. Uh, that wasn't a part of the review. That was just me. Um, my favourite performances were Cecilia, Ermy, and the... Emery. Emery, sorry. You're so good. Thank God you're here. Um, Emery as the headmistress and Stephen Fry as the prosecution barrister. But top marks go top marks to Johnson J. Johnson, as portrayed by the brilliant Paul Giamatti, for some reason in bracket, SP. I don't know. Uh, but I agree, he's always brilliant. You're a fruit, son. A fruit, sir? They gave this film 9 out of 10 stars. Hmm. The next author is um, Storm Rustin from Victoria, B.C., huh, before Christ. Again, another Christ reference. Yes, absolutely. This one is a ridiculous, wonderful, and fun movie. I really enjoyed this movie, and so did my 14-year-old daughter. What a laugh. What With a title like Thunderpants, we know what sort of humour we are in for, and it lived up to that, ti- uh, that title perfectly. The basic story revolves around a child with two stomachs and his flatulence problems the problems that come with that. I would call this movie a comedy adventure, as Patrick does travel around the world and finally into space, with flatulence being the theme. <laughs> From misadventure to misadventure, this is a kind-hearted movie, and I feel a little harshly rev- uh, and I feel a little harshly reviewed here by some of our members. There are many laugh out loud, they spelt that with an A, um, moments. <laughs> Wait, where? <laughs> they spelt loud with an A instead of an O. Oh, I um, see. Many laugh out loud moments <laughs> and lots of light chuckles too. Give this one a chance. Mm-hmm. You know it's a good review when they What did they you... rate it? Oh, yes, of course. They rated that an 8 
out of 10 stars. Oh, not as high as the previous one. She, and did, this... she did allude to that it was like an adventure. It, mm. it, that is because it inspired a film that actually ended up winning yeah. an Academy Award some many years before. Yeah, yeah. Saving Private Ryan. I didn't think about well, that. Well, it had the same main character as that movie, but yeah. Yeah. Um, This is the quintessential review. I think this one encapsulates a lot of the stuff that we talked about. This is... This is uh, the author is Junk Monkey from Highland, Scotland, and they gave a 10 out of 10 star review for this one. You know this one's keen. And what's the review called? The review's called The Universal. It also contains spoilers, but hey, you've already come here for that. I cannot understand the bile heaped on this movie. Sure, it's not the greatest film ever made. <laughs> Disagree. Uh, I don't suppose the pe- I, I don't suppose the people who made it would claim it it was that. But there is no way that it deserves the, the but there is no way that it deserves the bashing it gets here. I'm in my late forties. My wife and I just watched it with my kids, aged six and four, and a couple of Swiss visitors. <laughs> <laughs> I want to know about this guy's backstory. A couple of Swiss visitors, and we all laughed ourselves silly. It's a funny movie. It's a film for kids about farting, for God's sakes. Everyone farts. I fart, you fart, he farts, she farts, or it farts. King. Uh, they weren't meant to write kings, but I'm going to pronounce it correctly. Kigs. <laughs> no end <laughs> kings, queens and presidents fart everyone farts farting is the universal common denominator it's probably the one thing everyone in the world has in common we all fart and we all <laughs> do you want me to keep reading if no. you want we all fart and we all have dreams and that's what this film is really about Finding your dream and realizing it. This is an emotional one. From the we've got a flyer during the <laughs> we've got a flyer during the birth sequence at the start of the film to the shot when Patrick opens the wardrobe in the plane and finds all the stripy t-shirts to the <laughs> wonderfully touching moment when Paul Giamatti, CIA man, tells the pilot that Patrick is crying. The movie is chock full of wonderful little touches and lines. Maybe that's the problem that people can't get get round. It's maybe it's too subtle for them. <laughs> it is. That's what I've been saying the whole time. It's maybe it's too subtle for them. If all they can see is the farting, then I can understand why they don't think much of it. Fart jokes, even wonderfully timed ones, in brackets, and some of the timing in this movie is superb. <laughs> Like, I imagine them leaning over, like, and some of the timing in these ones is superb. Can't sustain a whole movie. They don't. They're just the hook on which some of the... in which some more is hung. I'm giving this a big fat 10. Wow. Thank you. Thank you for that one. That was... I think that captures everything anyone has to say about... Big uh, about not big fat lie, but uh, about Thunderpants. That one captures everything you really kind of need to hear about it. I mean, it is true. I mean, sure, fart jokes can't sustain a movie, but this film isn't just a series of fart jokes. It is, it is more than that, wouldn't you say, guys? Yeah. What, what well, have you been saying for the past? Hour I think I think this? for Lauren, it is clearly a, a movie in which 
she wouldn't accept the role now because <laughs> she's too fascinated by the past of Rupert Grint's legs. <laughs> And for Bartek, he, he I, I must say, Bartek sees this from the, the best angle one could, which is claiming the protagonist is a Christ figure, which is, of course, very, very obvious if you watch the movie. Um, I think, you know, I think everyone from every generation can watch this. You know, your children can watch it. Lauren doesn't have any children, but one day, maybe, who knows? If you had children, guys, would you would you guys make them watch this? Yes, I would. Yes, I would. I would. Bartek, I asked this ta- last time. I'm going to ask this with anyone who hasn't seen this when they were a kid. Would Kid Bartek have liked this movie? Yeah, sure, he would. Yeah, yeah, I think I think Kid Bartek would too. I didn't know Bartek as a kid, but I imagined he, he, he liked farts. As do most boys when they were young children. And Lauren was not in it for the farts, but in it for Rupert Grint. (laughs) Which, can I just talk about Rupert Grint? They sell him like he seems like... We know he's not the main character, but they sell it like he is. Oh, yeah. On the DVD case, especially. And on the posters. And it feels like Rupert Grint's going to be in it lots, but he's really not in it that much. And, I I mean, he like you said, you like his hair and his glasses and his teeth and whatever. And he's wonderful as the part. But really, Alan isn't that great, is he? No, like Alan's as a, a character, is a bit... Alan's an asshole, and I yeah. think that's a problem. They they steer around. That's why they don't have him in, like, 30 minutes of the film. They just go, oh, how can we make Alan less of an asshole? Just don't show him. Um, but the DVD case, um, basically it's got Rupert Grint in the foreground, and on the back... There's no picture of Patrick, no, apart is. from a small insert. Of him but with the, the pants. But the major picture on the back... Of is the Rupert case Grin. is Rupert Grin smiling. And it's like, this is our dream. It's like the Patrick. photo you would use in like a funeral if you died. <laughs> <laughs> yes, again, this is going to come around each time. If he died, not Rupert Grin, but if um, Bruce Cook died, this would be shown at the Academy Awards in the memoriam for actors who have passed away. It'll be like, we lost a great actor this year. Bruce Cook. Let's look back at his three three films you said, yeah. Patrick. Let's look back at them. And it would just be that speech from Thunderpants where it's like, I want to be a spaceman. And then Rupert Grint, like, goofily looking like, spaceman. And then Rupert Grint sitting there in the audience with a single tear rolling down his cheek going, I miss him. I miss him. And then he looks up into the sky. And then you're like, oh, it's a reference to where they looked up that one time in the movie. That would be the best in Morium. <laughs> him and... Uh, obviously, well, not be- bittersweet. It'll be the most bittersweet one. Obviously, we lose a great talent here. Um, yes, so this was the... That was the great film, Thunderpants. I recommend everyone suggest to anyone they know, family, friends, pets, to watch Thunderpants if they've never seen it. Surprisingly, it is one of those films that has slipped the radar over the years. But true diehard fans of cinema like ourselves here, fans of art, people who appreciate culture, has seen Thunderpants and will continue to make people witness the glory that is Thunderpants. Um, You know, Bartek's great-grandfather, if he was here right now, a single tear would roll down his face from mm-hmm. the beauty of this film. I know that for sure. 
But unfortunately, he couldn't make it in today due to uh, natural causes. Yeah, cancer, uh, having died five years ago. <laughs> yeah, having having died. But you said five years ago. Mm-hmm. He could have seen this film. So yeah, you, we you talked sh- about this like have, two hours ago. You should have <laughs> asked him. And then he should have written a review for me to read here that it would have been more poignant. Yeah, it would have been in Polish, mind you. I... I do not read Polish. I do not know how to speak Polish. But I'm sure if you translated it for me, I would read it. Mm. <laughs> Just <laughs> listening to Lauren's phone silently vibrate. Um, yeah, that's that's been that's been about it. Uh, Lauren, hopefully you'll come back one day onto the show. I'm sure there'll be some movie about <laughs> about farts. About, about Rupert Grint. Another Rupert Grint movie. No, 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 no more Rupert Grint. No, I don't know. I don't know his films well enough. But I'm sure there'll be another movie in which it'll be like farts, and I'll be like, Lauren, I need Lauren on this one because when I think farts, I think Lauren Tice. Check out her work. Oh, thanks. Um, That's right. Uh, and Bartek, as always, I'll see your face next time we do this. I don't know when we'll be doing the next one, but we'll be doing another one. It will be another unappreciated masterpiece but you guys have been great listening people this has been spit and polish presents unappreciated masterpieces thank you very much farewell be good to each other i love rupert grin and his legs (laughs) 